1: Hi, and welcome to another episode of G-Thanks Just Bought It, the podcast where we tell you what to buy next. I am joined by Hitha Palapu. She's an investor and author of How to Pack, Travel Smart for Any Trip, which was the reason why I was like, she needs to come on this podcast. Uh, She shares... Five Smart Reads every weekday on Instagram and on her weekly newsletter, and she'll be launching her podcast, One Smart Thing, next month, which I'm super excited for. She has really cute kids. She's a great Instagram follow, so you should follow her there at Hitha Palapu. That is H-I-T-H-A-P-A-L-E-P-U. Hitha, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited that you're here. I um, love following you on Instagram, and... Like I said before we started recording, I was like, it is very exciting that you're good at packing because that's my big blind spot. I am a horrible packer.
0: I mean, the number of people who have told me this is <laughs> staggering at this point. Um, is I've this lost track. Is
1: this something you were born with? No.
0: I could, <laughs> like, let's talk about my packing disaster stories for a second. When I was flying from Seattle to Dallas for like my final job interview with the company I ended up working for right out of college. Uh-huh. I had forgotten to pack my heels. Perfect. So I had to get my mom <laughs> to stop at Nordstrom on the way to the airport, oh, convince them God. to open early so I could buy a pair of Steve Madden black pumps. Like, got went on the, hopped on the airplane, flew to Dallas, nailed the interview. Because nice. I feel like if I could sell Nordstrom into opening early and letting me buy. I was going to say that's
1: a whole other like. Talent on its own.
0: <laughs> and, I mean, there are a number of times I have brought, like, just giant pieces of luggage for, like, a weekend in New York. Yes. It's embarrassing. Yeah. You know, I actually have to leave underwear, clean underwear pre-packed in my suitcase at any given time because I have forgotten underwear multiple times.
1: Wait. That's so smart.
0: Yes. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so for someone like you, having like a go bag of toiletries in TSA approved sizes, like a toothbrush that just lives in your like just in takes your luggage. Away all that stress. Yeah, just have your go to items so that way you're packing fewer things. There's less to remember. Clean underwear, a travel steamer, oh period God. products because smart. And
1: uh, my toiletry bag. That's really smart. But and like a, a separate right? oh yeah. And a oh, I bought a really weirdly expensive Muji hairbrush at JFK. Um a couple months ago. Well, wow. like, can we talk
0: about the Revlon One Step? Like, yes. Because Did I actually have it? a second one for travel now. Stop.
1: Yes. Wait, that's awesome. Yeah. So you have one that now just lives in your suitcase. Yeah. So that it kind of feels like maybe your suitcase is a little full then. So you have underwear, you have a toiletry bag, you have. And a it forces hair...
0: you to like pack lighter on the, the things on you the... actually have to pack because you already have your essentials, and you go, I need these to be my best self. They live there. They live there. How long have you been using yours? I've been using it for about a year.
1: Um, any tips for people who just got theirs? Because this this was a very popular product on this podcast.
0: Get like the Dry Bar um, yellow hair clips to clip up your hair, uh-huh. so it, you can master the drying in sections. And then when you're done drying one side, if you like like a loose wave or a loose curl, braid it in like just like a Heidi braid uh-huh. on one side, and then do it on the then. Blow dry and put it on, braid it on the other side, spray it with some hairspray while it's still braided, then undo it, shake Got it out, waves. and you have like some great waves. That's awesome. I like to do the back first because I'm like, okay.
1: And how do you do the back? What's your method?
0: I, I mean, like we need a video. For I know. This. So you're
1: reaching behind your. So I'm I flip reaching. my head over and do it that I feel like way. like I get vertigo if I do that. Okay, fair. The Revlon is so good if you have long hair.
0: It's so. I have never found something that has actually made me want to do my own hair. I don't mind doing my own hair now. It's a really
1: good review. I mean, really, like, (laughs) because one of the reasons I cut my hair short, because I was like, I can't deal with this anymore. Like, it's so much work. I mean, I remember... Even the first few times I wash my hair after I cut it, you're still, your brush is still, like, phantom going down yeah. your body. Like, there's nothing there. Do you have a shampoo brush? Yes.
0: I love the shampoo I brush. I put a wet
1: brush, and I have one of those scalp brushes yes. that, like, I get in before I even get out of the shower. Yeah. There's no better feeling than turning the shower off and your hair is already combed through and, like, damp. Mm-hmm. Because there's also no grosser feeling than combing through damp hair while you're damp, standing in your back. I don't know. There's just... The water needs to stay in the shower. I I do as much as I can before I actually have to get a towel. Amen. Yeah, right? I mean, but it also makes for long showers. This was the first episode I decided, you know, if I'm recommending a product every week, I want to feel really passionate about that product. And if I'm doing a weekly podcast, like, there are a lot of things I love, but you know, the guests have a much easier time because I'm saying, like, bring the one thing. Here's your one shot. I have to come up with something like that every week. It just sort of feels oversaturated for me. So this was the first episode that I was going to say, you know what? I don't have anything with me and I want. But here's a product that I want a recommendation on. And for me, it's like how it's a little vague, but I want you to tell me about the way to pack Mm It makes the most sense. So now I already have these ideas of, like, getting a totally separate travel toiletry bag, getting—I will get the um, TSA-approved sizes of my shampoo and conditioner and just leave them there. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea. Do you double up on, like, all of your makeup and put one in your toiletry bag? Or, like, how far do you go with the, like, doubles? No,
0: it's just skincare, hair care, body care. Makeup, I pack the— like right before that as morning. I'm, yeah. yeah. Usually or the night before because I don't like to travel with makeup on. Yeah. Um, but and then I keep it minimal. Okay. It depends on the climate I'm going to and it depends on what we're going for. Mm-hmm. So if it's a business trip or like a wedding, I'm mm-hmm. gonna bring like more, more more makeup to look my look my best. Although I really have stopped wearing makeup recently. So now whenever I put it on, I'm like, I don't feel like I look like me anymore.
1: And so do you have a packing cube recommendation for me? I'm looking for something that is compressible. Okay. Um, And something that also I can just leave in the suitcase. So they should be kind of like flexible in their sizing.
0: So compressible, but also you want to be able to lift them up, like just lift up the lid and close it back or put them in a drawer. Yes. I guess the ultimate packing cube, I truly believe, and it's a single packing cube, is the Mm -hmm. Flight 001 Space Pack.
1: It sounds really fancy.
0: It is. It's got a laundry section on one side, a clean clothes section on one side, and I have compressed 10 days' worth of clothes into one of those little suckers. Oh, my gosh. But they also have separate ones for underwear and gym clothes and whatnot so you can... Ideally, have a bunch of have, have a, a bunch different. to like um fill out your whole suitcase mm-hmm. with, but you could also just have the one and that could also go in a backpack for like right. a three days away or in a duffel. Is and it
1: expensive?
0: I think it's about forty five dollars okay. And if you get it when ShopOps having one of their like random twenty five percent off everything yeah, yeah, yeah. sales, you'll get it for even less.
1: Right. Well, yeah, forty five makes sense for that. Especially if it's something that is sturdy and durable. I assume you could wash it. You can
0: wash it. That's I great. do wash it. I've had mine for I wanna say eight
1: years now. Oh wow. And it's still going strong. Right. What what I was missing from my packing routine, which is why it sort of stressed me out, was This idea that um, you just put things in the suitcase and you can't really tell like what you're missing. I even think if I can go home like today in the next couple of days and put underwear and like shampoo and conditioner in my, I will feel so much better. That is such a good tip.
0: And then just refill them, like refill your products upon arrival back home. Yep. And then replace your underwear. Smart. Greatest hack ever. Yeah. Prescription pill bottles are the most leak-proof bottles ever. Yes. I guess that makes
1: sense. So what will you put
0: in them? You can, Any liquid that you can't get off like a travel size version
1: of, use an old prescription really? pill bottle. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a really good idea. So you would just put a liquid in a pill yeah. bottle? And it will not spill? No. Because it's like that child proof yeah. cap kind of stuff. Smart. Do you think it works for sunscreen? Because I'm always afraid of like oily sunscreen blowing up on I have plane. not tried it
0: with sunscreen, but... Uh, my favorite sunscreen is by Kula, and they I have a travel-sized spray.
1: Um, so I'm looking, is I'm eyeing what's on the table. Yes. But I think is your product that you brought. This is. Let's hear it.
0: Okay. So a little bit of backstory. I am like a stationary with an e, like paper product junkie. Okay. I have tried every planner, every notebook, every like journaling method. Okay. There is. And if you go on my old blog and just Google journaling, like, you will see the entire archive of my history. Mm-hmm. This has been the only thing I've been able to stick with oh my for um, over a year now, a year and a half now.
1: I just asked Twitter to give me planner recommendations right before the new year and became more overwhelmed because there were thousands. So I ended up not doing anything. So, I think so now that, I'm really ready for I truly this. think
0: there's a planner out there for everybody. Uh-huh. But for me, this, like, this gets my, my brain, gets this, and it's amazing. It's called Silk and Sonder, mm-hmm. and it is a monthly planner subscription. And that is key for me because I love the idea that with every month, I get like a fresh start, a new planner. They're beautifully designed, and they do an amazing job of like you. Part of it is planned out, but you can also customize it to your needs. So, like, I'll walk you through how I do mine. Uh-huh. So, this is so pretty. You have like one big page that's like the month at a spread. Uh huh. Then you have the next, like, four months. I was going to smaller. say,
1: you know, how early are you getting the next month? Because if you have to plan ahead. You get it
0: about a week before okay. the following month starts. You have, like, reflections from the last month and your intentions for the coming month. Okay. A habit tracker, which is, like, oh, amazing. Oh, that's cool.
1: So what are we looking at here? Because this is the habit tracker page. And I see that there's, like, a, a grid circle. And some yeah. things are, like, so, so f- filled in. So I have stopped trying to
0: be so, over like ambitious Mm. in like the little habits I want to do Mm -hmm. and I go it's more about doing the things I should be doing just with regularity so they're very boring but it's vitamins like gratitude journaling Mm. meditating moving every day and Mm -hmm. flossing my teeth (laughs) great and so this is like how I'm doing so far this month awesome that's so, so cool. So it's like
1: bullet journaling, but you don't have to like make the designs yourself. Exactly. Which was always the big turnoff for me because I was like, I'm not exactly. artistic. I can't make a cute bullet journal. And this is so cute. That is really cute. And then you have a mood tracker, but I never use it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like very, so, so this is your January one. It's do you it. get to pick the design or do you not know what's coming? You don't know what's coming. So it's, it's like beautiful. A, It's a really fun surprise. So it's um, a nice off-white color with these like really dark red floral yeah. details. Nice. And every month have some
0: do things that are different, features that are different. So they have a dream. and a visualization journaling Mm. spread and what do you want your dream life to be? Oh, I like that. They always have a coloring page, which I think is fun, and Mm -hmm. Uro will end up destroying this. Right, that's what what it's for. Probably when I get home today. (laughs) And then, because it's January, yearly reflection. Okay. Then they have this Japanese concept of ikagai, like the reason for being so you can journal that out a bit. Tell me
1: more about this, the what these circles mean so and what EcoGuy is. I have no idea. Okay, great. This is what I learned <laughs> from my
0: from my journal. Yeah. But it's apparently you how you can blend four thing pillars of your life, your passion, your mission, your vocation, and your profession. And like
1: brain dump that out a bit and kind of identify what is it what is it that you actually want to be doing, what can you make money doing and oh, how do they overlap? So one of the things about planners that often kind of get me um, and one of the things I said when I was looking for recommendations is that that woo, the woo woo kind of stuff, the like setting intentions and reflections are always a thing that make me like a little cringy because it's super earnest. And I like to think of myself as a not earnest person, but I also know that they're very helpful. So do you just like kind of skip the pages that you're like this? Because you yeah. said there's a mood tracker and you just don't use yeah. it.
0: And sometimes I don't do like the reflections right. or the journal, the visualization or whatnot, because I'm like, I'm not in the mood to
1: do this. This is not what I want to do. Was was this planner? an introduction to some of kind of this habit tracking for you? Or was this something that you've always done?
0: I've tried to always do it. This is the only system that has worked for me to actually there. do it. Okay, cool. So, and that's we kind of went through the woo thing. Then you go into your week and daily type of um, planning. But it's actually very practical. They have, like, a meal plan and, like, a shopping oh, nice. list section. So this is your whole life. This is my whole life. Yeah. They have, like, what is it you actually need to do this week? What are the three goals of the week? You can continue tracking your habits here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I have this thing where you have, like, a... Uh, about a third of a page like column for every day. Mm-hmm. And what I have found is if I write down like my four priorities are not necessarily new year's resolutions but four things I want to be aware of and like use to make all my decisions and d- act in the year. Yeah. If I write them every day, I still I feel very very focused and centered to them. So I always write them out every morning. Then I always do my to-dos the night before so I just know what I'm doing when I get going first thing in the morning. And then I always write down what meetings or calls and stuff I have.
1: That's awesome.
0: And so they also, in the middle of the month, have this currently section. So you could write about what you're reading or wishing for or anticipating, watching.
1: It's very fun. I kind of love that. Now, how much time when you get the planner you know, a week before the month starts, are you sitting down and sort of like, my problem is that so much stuff lives in my Google Calendar. And I have found in the past that I really love having the written planner, but sometimes it feels super redundant to have to be like, okay, this is in my Google Calendar, and so I put it in my written planner. And then the thing changes in my Google Calendar, and then I have to go back to my written planner and, like, change it. Yeah. Do you ever feel like – do you ever – do you use, like, a digital calendar, too? Okay. I I live and die by my Google Calendar. Okay. But that's
0: for appointments. Okay. This is kind of for tasks. OK. And that's sort of the separation of the two.
1: Maybe that's a good. I have never even thought that I could separate the two. So it's like you can't function with just this. You would also no, need. I need your my Google. Google Calendar. OK. That's good to know. I just feel like so many times meetings get pushed 15 minutes or pushed back 15 minutes or changed a day and being like. Oh, my God. Editing it like in paper right. would
0: drive me nuts. It would
1: also make me second guess. I'm like. Was the one in paper correct or did I was the one on yeah. the calendar? Okay. So just keeping those appointments in a calendar and not even trying to transfer them yeah. into Oh. We will be right back. And so how much is it for a full year? Like how does it work? So this is twelve ninety nine a month.
0: You can cool. I think if you subscribe for the full year you get a ten percent discount. Okay. But you could definitely just buy one month and try it out for yourself and see how you like it. That's cool. So, like, nice to be able to start fresh every yeah. month.
1: Do you keep your old ones? So I do. That, okay. I would, too. I, um, I have a wall calendar in my kitchen, and I'll just write, like, oh, who I saw that day or, like, what, you know, what vacations I took. And it's kind of nice because at the end of the year, I feel like I have a much better visual representation of how I spent my time. Um, I do not get too in the weeds on it. And I can imagine that, like, having a document of, like, that's so cool. So and how many it. do you have, like, kind of archived?
0: I've been a fan since I want to say 2018 fall.
1: Okay. So you have like 25. Yeah. I've almost two years. Yeah. Where do you keep them? Oh, my God. They're in my closet somewhere in a box. (laughs) Yeah. In your sentimental calendars box. No, I think that that's cool. I I always think about things. I have a little bit of a hoarding tendency because my mother is an extreme minimalist and like her dream is to like throw out everything in the house. And um, because, you know, her mom was a depression kid and saved everything. So my mom's approach to that is like I'm doing the opposite but I always think of stuff like this I'm like well what if my kids like want to see what I was doing in February (laughs) I am I would love to see that from my parents I like to call myself a streamlined
0: maximalist (laughs) like I really like things but I am like careful about Mm. like here are things that are mementos so let's just keep one memento box and if it gets full we have to like go through it and see what's valuable and what's not I like
1: that but like, yeah, I like
0: my stuff. Yeah,
1: me too. And I like the idea that my stuff will tell a story of my life exactly. at some point one day when I'm gone, which is so morbid. But mostly my stuff will just be like things that my kids have to then like, do something with <laughs> when I'm gone, which is exactly how we dealt with both of my grandparents' houses. But um, but I like the idea of, of, of like letters I get from people or postcards, wedding invitations, things like that, that I do store in like one labeled shoebox. Yeah. Being, you know the color of my life a little bit, Um, which sounds as woo-woo as it can get. But I like the idea of saving calendars and saving books. Do you know anybody who uses Sulk and Sonder and does not keep the month? Like, just like, this is done, and we are, like, leaving it in the past. I have no
0: idea. Mm. But I also have to think it could be very cathartic to, like, burn them at the end of the year and, like, (laughs) release that energy back into the universe. Oh my god, that is a woo-woo thing. I've but it, ever said. but it's true.
1: But I'm thinking about it. Like, yeah, yeah, like, it would be cathartic. To Maybe do I that. will do. That. I Maybe <laughs> I'll do
0: my that to my 2018 ones.
1: Just make photocopies and put them in exactly. the in the closet in your just in case. But I yeah, I feel like the idea of being like, what's done is done. Like these are things are completed. We and into the fire they go. Um, are you a vision board maker? I just made a vision board last night. It's
0: so funny you That's said so that. so funny.
1: How uh, what kind of stuff did you put on it this year if you don't mind sharing
0: i mean i think i have the word billion on there like a few <laughs> times i don't know what billion represents but billion represents something cool. um i have a picture of reese witherspoon because i love what she's doing with hello sunshine mm-hmm. and i just think you know she's a boss um I mean, I'll have to like just take a picture and put it on Instagram that. and yeah. let people see it. Like a staircase going up into the clouds, which I just like what that visualized.
1: Did you do one last year too? No. Okay. I For the first time ever, I did mine going into 2019. And it was how I spent my New Year's. Um, my husband was like really sick with the flu. I don't really like New Year's because I feel like there's a lot of, pressure to like going wake up a new, new person i don't like going out in general so i don't like going Same. out on new year's so i had a friend come over we watched dirty john uh like on which had been on lifetime and we made these vision boards because i had all of these like old bon appetites and like all these old magazines i was like i need to get them into the recycling bin and it was so much fun and i really did kind of buy into this like visiting it every month like i didn't like hang it up on my wall because yeah. there was no place to put it but i put it in my closet and every month I like reminded myself it was there and I looked at it and it's kind of, there are a lot of things that, you know, if you, if you were vague about it, um, like you said, like I put billion and I don't really know what it represents, but that means it's going to represent something. Yeah. You're not saying like, I will be a billionaire by like Jan 1, 2021. Yeah. It would be great. That'd be awesome. <laughs> You'll have to check back with us. <laughs> I will let you know. But I kind of loved the whole visualization process of really thinking about kind of like what my time is going to amount to in 365 days. I have
0: a picture of Harry and Meghan on there. Perfect. And it's not even because I am a Royals, like, mm-hmm. news addict. I'll admit it. But I think it's because it represents, like, standing up for your values and freedom with, with everything that's happening. Yeah. And
1: I can't get enough of, of them leaving. The- I'm, like, so happy for them. I
0: and I think what it's, what's really nice about it is they're setting the precedent that's only going to happen when Charles and uh, – not when Charlotte and Louis grow up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because of siblings. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, if Charles is trying to winnow down the monarchy to just like the inheriting line, then by doing this, you're saying, okay, you don't have to be a working royal. Yeah. You only
1: if you're not the one that was the if you're the spare, then you can the other spare, the other spare. If you're one of the spares, you can head out. No, I think it's great. And um, I'll link to it. But uh, did you read? Ellie Hall at BuzzFeed. Um, yes, I
0: linked to it today. Incredible. incredible. Smart reads. So what
1: we're talking—it's so good. So what we're talking about is this piece from a very smart reporter at BuzzFeed, Ellie Hall, who basically culled through Daily Mail headlines and also other British tabloids and British um, paper headlines that were so that were ones were about Kate and ones were about Meghan, and all of the topics were so similar. The avocado one really stayed with me. Um, I'll have to let me put, pull it up now. I can read it to you. The but Joe it was, Malone
0: candles. Oh my
1: gosh. So it was like, how would you describe it? It's basically basically... basically
0: how kate kate was everything kate did was perfect and everything megan did was awful and it was all the same stuff
1: they all did the same stuff but somehow when when megan does it it gets the bad headline so let's see well like i'm just gonna go out there england is still very racist yes absolutely
0: i mean the year and a
1: half i lived
0: outside of london i dealt with more outright racism than i had my entire life in the united states yeah horrible like people yelling like kids yelling at me on the bus and spitting on me and my mom like calling us i think backy and i'm like we're indian but i guess that doesn't even matter and what's wrong with being Pakistani anyway it was bad and it was reading a book called the flat chair where it did talk about like people of color living in the uk And the shit they deal with Mm. that brought me – brought all those memories that I had just suppressed so far and I totally forgotten rushing back. So when all of this – the negative press, Mm. British press for Meghan started happening, I mean, I just couldn't stop thinking about it and going – Oh my god colonialism like the after effects of colonialism at their finest i'm just excited for them like they had like zero paparazzi that they were dealing with when they were in canada and i'm like that's lovely they're going to
1: canada right is that that's i mean it's a commonwealth they're not they're not coming (laughs) here (laughs) they're not coming to that for west we'll see my dry bar we'll see megan with the revlon one step so (laughs) so this is ellie's article so you link to it on your instagram and i'm going to link it in the show notes but so like there's Here are two separate Daily Mail headlines. The first one is about Kate. Not long to go, pregnant Kate tenderly cradles her baby bump while wrapping up her royal duties ahead of maternity leave. And William confirms she's due, quote unquote, any minute now. Now, here's the Daily Mail ha- headline about Meghan. Why can't Meghan Markle keep her hands off her bump? Experts tackle the question that has got the nation talking. Is it pride, vanity, acting or a new age bonding technique? OK. I mean, the Daily Mail isn't like necessarily the herald of journalism, but like that's just blatant. I mean, and I'll just say this as an unabashed, like
0: I I was a bump on like cradler. I
1: imagine. I always loved. It cool. was a very
0: comfortable like handrest. Sure. Right. It's like, a shelf. Little shelf for snacks. <laughs> but yeah, I couldn't stop touching my bum because especially it's... when the baby starts moving, it's a really
1: great feelings. Like, so, get, defending that. Yeah, exactly. Like, get over it. We have to carry the babies. Like let I us know. touch the bump. Exactly. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, like, look, but also just this blatant like when Kate does it, it's so cute and like tender. Meow. Right, so Tenderly. tender and like Megan's vain. Um another one is, oh, this is a this is a great one. Daily Mail. Um how Kate went from drab to fab from eyebrows and Pilates to a new style guru are Experts reveal the Duchess of Cambridge's secrets to looking sizzling. Now, here's Megan's Megan's Daily Mail headline. My memo to Meghan Markle following her Vogue editorial. We Brits prefer true royalty to fashion royalty. Can we let people get dressed in the morning? Also, if she didn't look like they would they would crucify her. Crucify her if she didn't look like a fashion maven. And they do when she doesn't. And there are times when she gets it wrong or whatever, like quote-unquote, gets it wrong. I like sit here in my Old Navy sweater being like, she's gotten the fashion wrong. Old Navy (laughs) button tab. Perfect. No shame to Old Navy. I just think that we love Old Navy. But I think that we have a tendency to judge. Like, if you were in front of a camera every single day, like, if someone was paparazzi, I mean, if I had paparazzi following me, I cannot imagine the headlines.
0: I That sweater again, Caroline (laughs) Moss goes to Trader Joe's. I never aspire to that level of fame.
1: No, never. never. And I don't think... I mean, when you're royal, you don't. It doesn't. I mean, like you, you had no choice. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for them. I'll link to this story because it's it's a really also just like there's so much being said about the royals and and sort of like why this is a big deal. And I feel like this BuzzFeed article and the and the 20 headlines comparing how they how they treat Kate versus how they treat Meghan is a perfect sort of succinct way of saying like this is. This is exactly why they need to do it and why they're right for doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for them. Me too. I do wish they were coming to New York so or LA so we could be friends, but maybe in, in a world I'll move to Montreal. Where do you think <laughs> they'll go in the comments? Toronto. Room? Toronto? Yeah, because that's, that's where she did all of her suits. Toronto filming. is close
0: enough to the UK. I mean, I feel like Vancouver would just be too far. Yeah.
1: Oh, good for them. So I'm super excited about the Silk and Sonder. Uh, yeah. they, okay, so it is a planner. Yes. But there are also some journaling aspects to it. Yes, I'm going to sign up. Twelve ninety nine a month, and you can stop at any time. Yeah, okay, that seems good enough for me. And I'm excited to buy the um, the packing cube. Yes, and but I'm the mo- the thing I'm most excited about is literally just going home and like creating a thing that just lives in my suitcase. That's yeah. like five pairs of clean underwear and like shampoo and conditioner. Yeah, seems genius. But and a box of tampons and a box of tampons. It seems genius. I mean, you have two Revlon, like, one-step stylers. Like, you are the master at this. (laughs) I am really into the Revlon one-step. I love it. Well, Hitha, thank you so much for coming and joining us on G-Things. Just bought it. Um, Is there anything – where should listeners follow you? We know you said Instagram. Is there anywhere else you'd like to be followed? Instagram. Instagram is the one. I mean, my
0: Twitter is really random as hell. (laughs) Like, you can if you want. But
1: it's like – political memes taco <laughs>
0: bell the philadelphia eagle those are the three
1: genders so <laughs> we love it, it. <laughs> so that's hit the palapu on instagram and we'll of course link that in the show notes of, and include everything that we talked about here today um don't forget to follow the g thanks instagram that's g thanks just bought it pod and we will see you for another episode next week